Yo, 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 welcome back to the Feather Your Lifestyle podcast, conversations on lifestyle, passions, and hustles. My name's Chris, I am your host, and I'm super excited to be back here having the conversation with you. Episode 126 today, and we're talking about the paradoxes of life. Now, I've been browsing the internet over the last couple of weeks as I've been trying to build out some additional content and, you know, different different. I guess, types of content uh, for the podcast. Now, I've been doing a few kind of like reaction pieces or just going through different things that I found on the internet and kind of sharing them with you and going through them with you. And I think it's a great way to gain fresh perspective. Obviously, we can't believe and, you know, um, agree with everything we see on the internet. I mean, here's me sharing things on the internet as well, and you're listening to me. We, we need to form our own opinion or take our own perspective from it. But I think it's a great way to challenge the way we think, to challenge the way we look at things from what we always thought was just our own way. So for me, I have I have found taking this exercise quite well because a lot of the time I find things, I don't necessarily read them or go through them in, in such detail, but going through them with you and sharing them with you, I think I'm learning, I think you're learning, and we can all look about how we can further our lifestyle together. So today I've found a few... Um, they're mixed messages of <clears throat> different paradoxes of life and I guess different ways that we can explore and look at look at growing ourselves and I think it's a it's a fun way. So I've got I can't believe, I think there might be fifteen of them here or so. I can't remember how many there was, but I've written them down and jotted a few things and I want to take them through I want to go through them with you and I'll kind of have a reaction. I'll, I'll talk about them a bit. And, and if you if you want to share a comment along the way, by all means, jump down below. If you're here on the YouTube, leave a comment. Otherwise, you know, you can reach out afterwards and let's continue the conversation. So that's what we're getting in today. Let's dive in. So the first one, the first paradox of life is the more you want something, the less likely you are to have it. <clears throat> I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't know what it's saying. Let's see. So it says, this speaks to the idea that intense desire can sometimes cloud our judgment or put too much pressure on the situation, reducing our chances of success. Ah, yes. Okay. So this, this is a good, um, yeah. Okay. So this is like when you set a goal, uh, New Year's resolutions, like, oh, I'm going to lose 20 kilos this year. And you're so fixated on the 20 kilos that you start and you're pushing so hard and you're not seeing the progress that you think, no, nah, it's too hard. So you start to you know, push yourself away or you start to say, this is too hard or this is impossible, but you've only been doing it for a couple of weeks out of 52 weeks. So, you know, you reduce your chance to be able to succeed because you're not motivated. So I think sometimes coming back to, you know, systems, processes and goals and things, we need to have those things in place to enable ourselves to actually make sure that what we do want is going to succeed uh, rather than just, you know, putting pressure on ourselves to get it. That, that That's the way I take this. Um, or the way I understand it anyway. Paradox number two that I found here was the less you care about others, the less you care about yourself. The less you care. Look, I, I think I think there's a, well, sorry, if we're talking about pure, pure care, then yes, you know, being able to put yourself in other people's shoes, have an understanding and show empathy to others is very key because if you can't do that for others, how are you going to do it for yourself? At the same time, I know that I'm very good at talking with other people. I think I am anyway, but I'm not very good at, you know, talking to myself and, you know, telling me the same advice. So this goes on to say that this suggests that empathy and care for others is linked to our own self-care and self-esteem. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I also find that I try to fix my own problems by fixing other people's problems. (laughs) 
So that, that, you know, that's, that's another whole issue on itself. But I can understand this, you know, before we can love others, we need to love ourselves. I think we do need to get in touch with this one quite a lot. The next paradox that I have here is the more you fear a negative, the less likely it is that the positive will manifest. Yeah. So when we surround ourselves with negativity, when we look for negativity, when we talk negative, when we, you know, embrace negativity, that's all we're going to see. That's all we're going to live. It's like, you know, it's all, if you, that's all you're going to eat, that's all you're going to poop as well, right? So I think we need to bring in the power of positivity and make sure we are taking a positive approach to things, looking at things from a positive perspective. Because when we have excessive worry or excessive fear, that actually sometimes forces us to put ourselves in a, in a brain space or a head space that's leading us to that outcome. Right. So if you do not have a positive mindset, a positive focus that you're working towards, then, you know, you're less likely to achieve it because you're so focused on the negative. If you look for it, that's what you will find. Right. So I think this one's a very important thing. The more you fear a negative, the less likely is that that positive will manifest. So you, we need to be looking for the positive and less of the fear. Now, I also understand that there is a level of element to fueling from fear, right? So if your fear of failing, use that as your advantage, but that's not speaking negatively or that's not thinking negatively. So I think, yeah, let's not get confused here. So the next one paradox is, what did I find here? The more concerned you are about a problem, the less connected you become to the solution. I mean, this, this, this sounds like pretty much the same Uh, What does it say? It says, this suggests that focusing too much on a problem can blind us from the potential solutions. Yeah. I think, you know, I I tend to do this, you know, paralysis by analysis, you know, just looking at things too much. And I sometimes forget to step away, walk away, you know, take a break. And I think this is super crucial when you're trying to solve a problem and you're not making progress, go do something else. Step away, take a break, clear the head. And that will enable you to come back with fresh perspective. So many times I've spent, you know, hours trying to do something. I've walked away for 30 minutes, gone and do something else, come back and boom, instantly just on the ball. You see it straight away. So I think that's important because it's also a big tell of you getting burnt out. You're tired, you're exhausted. And I think I think this, this speaks true. The more concerned you are about a problem, the less connected you become with the solution. So when we can start to bring that balance together, then we, we will find the answer. Next paradox is the less you trust something, the more untrustworthy it becomes. Well, of course, but I think it, what, it, what it's kind of saying is like how as our perception changes, it shapes our experience with people and it's not even stated, it's unstated expectations. So like if you don't trust something, naturally it becomes untrustworthy. It doesn't mean you're thinking they're untrustworthy. It's just because you're not building that trust with them. So it's kind of like that positive reinforcement. But I think there's also a bit of a catch here because that, that it almost sounds like a, a default mechanism where, okay, so if you don't like them, does that mean you hate them? So uh, look, I, I think this one's a little interesting. I mean, I also understand like if you don't build trust, then how can you trust? But- it doesn't mean it makes someone untrustworthy. So I'm not too sure about this one. What do you think on this one? The next one is the more you learn, the more you realize how little you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, we've, we've spoken about this numerous times. You don't know what you don't know. And it's the pursuit of knowledge, right? We we think we've got it all figured out. You know, right now, what I know is, is this, like it's a tip of an iceberg, right? You can see the tip and everything underneath is what I know. But 
there's all the rest of the pie. Like if I'm just a chunk of a pie, right, there's still all the other unknown, but you don't know that unknown until you know it. And then when you know it, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, right? It's, it's game changing, right? Think about when a kid learns something for the first time, all of a sudden their life changes. That's, we, we still have those moments as adults. So I think um, th- this one, this one's really important. And don't think just because you're at a certain age, oh yeah, you, you, oh yeah, I've got experience. I know what that means. I've got it all figured out. Pfft, no, there is so much to learn. This is really true. The next one is the more complete you feel through someone or something, the less complete you feel from. Yeah, we can't fill the void with other people or other things because it's just filling a void of nothing, right? Because it's a fake void fill, fake your fake filling, right? That's what I meant to say. Um. And what I mean by this is, so the the best way we can find fulfillment, or I think that we can find contentment is from ourselves, from within. If you can't bring your own happiness and you're only relying on external sources or people, then you have a problem because it's almost like you're reliant on other things. You're not self-reliant. And look, I'm not saying this is easy either. Like we need to learn to be able to be independent and find happiness by ourselves. but that that can become a bit of a dangerous game when we start to only feel the joy if we have, you know, if we are attached to something else. And that attachment is unhealthy uh, when you when you have that attachment. So de- definitely one that we need to really be mindful of, I think. The next one is the more you're afraid to fail, the more likely you are to fail. Mm. I don't know. I think I think we can leverage this to fuel ourselves. But at the same time, you don't want to get stuck in thinking about the failure because then you spend more time working on the failure, like, oh, how am I going to get through it? How am I going to get through it? How am I going to get through it? Rather than actually working on the things that actually avoid it anyway. So that that's probably where it is, is like when you're so focused on the failure because you're afraid of it, then yeah, you're more likely to because you're not doing other things that's going to enable you to actually mitigate it in the first place. So, yeah, understand that the failures, yeah, use that as a fuel. Start working towards what is going to mitigate it rather than, oh, it's it's bad. But what about this? But what about that? What about this? Well, what are you doing? Right? Uh, yeah, I think this one's important. Gaining control lies in your ability to let go of it. So, this is saying that true control comes from being able to rec- oh, relinquish it, possibly in terms of control over oneself. Yeah, so if you can let something go, you now have control of it because it does not control you. That's deep. It's interesting though, because look, I I can look in my room and see it, but you can see behind me, I've got a lot of material things like, you know, stuff, collections, I've got race medals, I've got video game stuff, things that have some level of resemblance of something to me. I'm attached to them, but you know, do they control me or do I control them? Now they're a, a piece of something or a memory, but if I got rid of them, it doesn't mean that I'm getting rid of the memory. It just means it doesn't have a hold on me. Um, that's interesting. It's interesting. That's 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 a deep one. That's the oh jeepers. It's making me think. Hmm. Um. The next one is the more you try to impress people, the less impressed they'll be. Yeah, I, I find that when we try too hard, that's when we usually end up, you know, making mistakes. You need to be authentic. We need to be who we are. We need to be ourselves. And that way, people will love us for us, not for something that we're trying to be or faking to be. And when we're authentic, we're more impressive. 
and we can be valued for who we are, not for this idea of what we possibly could be. And keeping up the act, that's hard work. So definitely agree with this one. The next one is the more available something is, the less you will want it. Yeah, that's true. You know, look, this comes back to the whole conversation around supply versus demand. And, you know, when something's rare, everyone wants it because there's only limited amount of them. But when there's lots of them, it's like, ah, yeah, every Tom, Dick and Harry has it. But it's all psychological, right? Um, But I think we realize that at the moment, if there's lots of it, (coughs) we think, ah, yeah, yep, it's all good, not important to me. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It's like, oh, I should have got it. Should have got it, right? Um, How many times have you done that? I've done that so many times. So I think it's it's an interesting concept that we need to be understanding of especially the perception of value. So one to challenge us all on definitely challenges me. The only certainty is that nothing is ever certain. Yeah, life is, I guess it's unpredictable and can change at any point, um, which is scary. But when you accept that, then it's okay. I mean, think about, you know, when we had COVID, no one saw that coming. Like, you know, we were living the high life, corporate life. Well, for me, I was in corporate at the time and, you know, doing your job and, you know, my biggest problem was, you know, work. And then COVID came and we went about to do this. We had to get, we went into lockdown here in Melbourne, Australia. We, all these different things happened and took over our lives. And then all of a sudden this became this big thing that kind of took over our lives and took control of our lives. But now it's gone. No one talks about it. It's, it's over. You know, it's been a few years and we've moved on. So, What's the next thing that pops up and throws us out of, you know, out of focus? There will always be something like that. So we just got to learn to ride the roller coaster, I guess, you know, whether it's on a micro or a macro level. The next one is the only constant is change. Yeah, constant change is here to stay. Things will change, right? Whether it's of your control or not. But just as we grow and mature and evolve as ourselves, right? We, we start to realize what's important to us. We start to realize what do we want? What don't we want? And that changes who we are and how we go about doing things. You know, like what I was doing five years ago is a lot different to what I'm doing now. Two years ago, you could ask me, am I going to be selling clothes as my primary category in my business? No, I would never have thought that. If you'd asked me five years ago, six years ago, is that I would have stepped away from my nine to five job and started doing this podcast, started my own business, I would have said, no, I I knew I wanted that. I didn't know how that was going to happen. I just figured that it would just happen, you know, over a long period of time, you know, I'd be able to quit quit work because I got so much money and I don't have to worry about it. And it just happens. But that's a false mentality because I had to make the change. I had to make the change to order for it to happen. You know, they weren't going to fire me. And even if they did fire me, I mean, that that could have happened, but the idea was if I want something, I have to do the things that it requires it to happen. And that means I had to change what I was doing in order to make that happen, right? If you want to lose weight, you need to change something. You need to change how much time you exercise. You need to change how much time you eat, what you eat, how you spend your time, la-di-da-di-da. The change is, is constant, but at the same time, there's change that comes which isn't as we expect, as we kind of just talked about that, you know, certainly there's there's no certainty in life, right? Things will pop up out of nowhere. That change will always happen. So it's about what change can you control versus what can you control when a change happens? 
versus, you know, you won't be able to control all changes. Just that's just the way it is. It's how do you control the circumstances that you're in and what can you do within that, that ecosystem? A lot of deep thoughts here. Let me know your feedback on these. Do you enjoy these kind of me going through, you know, whether it's 10 points, 15 points or whatever it is and expressing and sharing with you? Because for me, I, I enjoy it because I, I feel like I'm learning something as well, but it's I think it's a great way to have a conversation. I think some of these would be really good conversations with other people as well, you know, you know, back and forth of just breaking down what we think they mean and how they're relevant to our lives. Obviously, our lives are all different. We all at different points in life. And my encouragement to you is like, Go through these, listen to what we've just shared through and, you know, ask yourself the same questions. Challenge yourself. Can you change something? Do you agree with this? And if you don't, why don't you agree with it? And what does that mean? And what does that look like? I I share these episodes because I want to help you further your lifestyle, but I'm trying to further my own as well. Now, I might be further in different areas. There's people are way ahead of me in other areas as well. And I think the best way to have the ability to understand how to grow is to have the conversation about it, right? Is figure out what are the things we need to be doing? What are the different mindsets we need? What are the different perspective changes? What are we valuing? How can we change? What can we do? What do we have control of? Like there's so many million questions of that, right? Um, And I I like to be able to share it in this way because it it does keep it real. It keeps it authentic. It keeps it honest and it keeps it open. That's my thoughts anyway. So if you've got a paradox of life that you think is relevant to all of us, chuck it down in the comments if you're here on the YouTube. If you're here listening via Spotify or Apple Podcasts, all those great places, leave a review. Leave a uh, review. And if you do have the way to be able to reach out and have a conversation with me, connect. Say hi. You can drop me a message or you can even leave me a voice memo over at speakpipe.com slash further your lifestyle. I would greatly appreciate it. And of course, if you can share these episodes to someone that you think these would resonate with, that would mean the absolute world to me as well. Appreciate you being here. You have a wonderful day. Cheers.